Welcome to We're Not Your Mothers with Barb and Beth, over 80 years of adulting experience. We don't have all the answers, we just think we do. Hello, Beth. Hello, Barb. We're back. We're back. My boyfriend was making me laugh because uh, we have just gotten back on from a trip. And Ed was like, oh, yeah, you girls haven't been together in, what, 24 hours? <laughs> and then it's yeah. like, oh, no, it's 48 hours. Wait, Barb, am I plugged in? You you are plugged in. Okay. All right. That, you know checking. how you can tell? There's a light on. Because if you weren't plugged in, there wouldn't be a light. Oh, I just learned so much from you all the I know. Time. That's why you call me the talent. Yes, the talent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Beth O'Hare, here with the talent. Yeah. we Barb had. Sinter. Yes, we went on a lovely trip to um, Florida and I got introduced as the talent yes, a couple times as Beth did. was promoting us. And I have to say, I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and Tanya got a few shout-outs as well. Tanya got a lot of t- shout-outs. Well, from Beth. I mean, oh. and no offense, Tanya, but, you know, Beth likes to throw out that we have an international team. Yes. And all that. And all that. And people get a kick out of it. Well, it's because, well, first of all, it's not a lie. <laughs> it is not a lie. And secondly, is that... Since we, since you will not take your top off and do a TikTok, <laughs> and I won't take my top off and do a TikTok. I didn't uh, even know that was on the table, but I won't. <laughs> You're right. I will not. <laughs> no, because everything I read about, like, monetizing or making our viewership larger or whatever, all has to do with social media, which we are not so good about so i watch the social media but i don't understand we love to watch it but i'm just saying when we we're not so good about some of it so when i have the opportunity to meet people who don't know that we have the podcast i feel it's my obligation to tell them to Uh share it and the thing is is about the people like the newer people that we've met they go right onto their phones. They and absolutely look at it. do. They look it right up. I when I said something to people at work, I was on like a Zoom call kind of ish, and I have coworkers that I've never met. Then I made a mention of it, and the the one guy pulls it right up, and our theme music comes on, and he's like, "Whoa, impressive!" <laughs> <laughs> Which all that came from. Tanya's help, so then, you know, exactly, exactly. In fact, okay, so we go on this trip, I mean, five high school girls, I mean, high school, wait, friends, high school friends, we've been out of high school for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I have ever been on a trip with the four that of you. That group, no. Yeah, with that group. I mean, you and I, of course, are on trips a lot. I've traveled with you, I've traveled with Linda. With I'm, Sheila, of course. I haven't really traveled. I with Sheila. Sheila used to come up to the lake and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All that was a long time ago, but yeah. it's been a long time. So, it was something, and in some ways, we are exactly the same way. Of course, right. maybe not under our chin or my yeah. stomach or whatever, but we're we are you kind of fall into your same kind yeah. of group and stuff like that. I'm the one that's know? in the pool or the ocean. Always. Or the Gulf. 
Always. Barb is always in a bathing suit. Always, always in the water. No I, matter what the temperature is either. You're always true. in the water. I, I I mean, you know, if it's frozen I don't get in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll qualify that. But yes. I do like to be in the water we and do. I and Beth is the opposite. She does not like to be in the I'm water. I'm not a big but water okay person. With it. I yeah. can be in the water by myself. Exactly. And I can take the video. <laughs> oh please. I know, I did have a lot of pictures of me taken because I was in the Gulf. We were watching the sunset. Yes. And I had a lot of pictures, and I'm like, oof, I would normally not be enjoying having my picture taken while I'm in my bathing suit, but I don't care because I was being a free spirit. Oh, my God. <laughs> and in the very beginning of it, when we were getting on the plane, and we're going, all of us, right, we're on Southwest, and it's like we're just like giggling kind of the whole mm-hmm. thing. And I start the trip off with, okay, ladies, people are boarding. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> And it was it was all good. I would that say that likes to give me so much trouble because I and we, I think we talked about we this. Do, yes, about the Southwest and getting in your proper number to order. Yes, but <laughs> oh, she's okay. also a wrangler. She was wrangling people. Well, not people I didn't know. Oh well, I don't know. <laughs> on the way home, I was like standing not in the space I should have been standing in. To, to to board the plane. Okay. And so I asked the people in front of me, are you a B? Because I am was a B. And I said, well, I'm B-19. I'm moving up. And the guy goes, uh, no, I'm B-18 and my wife is B-17. And I said, well, I'll just stand back here where I belong then. But <laughs> I wanted to say somebody is taking up too much space because I'm by 22. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. So silly. But I saved it. I wasn't, you saved I didn't it. Turn you into, I wasn't, I was just... Thinking that they were behind me. Yeah, they were. There you go. You took care of it. It was all good. I did. But I have to tell you, one of my favorite things about the whole trip, and first of all, a shout out to Tanya, because we're a little late doing our podcast. We are. We've asked for an exception, and Tanya, she's coming through. She went right to the editors. Mm -hmm. The editors are coming back to us saying, get it in there, ladies. Yeah, we had a little post-vacation blahs. We did. Well, first of all, it's cold here. Oh, it's really cold. I was cold, and I was just like, "Ah, I don't know about this. So thank you to Tanya for that. A big shout-out to Sheila. Oh, yeah. I mean, our Sheila, we went down to her home in Naples, and it was beautiful. There's Mm -hmm. nothing not to love about the entire area. It was just beautiful. And, I mean, she could not have been a more gracious Host. Absolutely. It I mean, was... she was. Every single detail, including a beautiful margarita making machine. That oh, yeah. We did take part in. <laughs> we did. You were very good and for that. And we did the whole, like, group grocery shopping. Yeah. And it was like, I said, let's just get one cart. No, we had to have three carts or four. I don't even remember. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I know. And it's funny because you can see, like, what people go, like... You know, one goes right to the veggies to buy the veggies and something healthy. I go right to the bakery, Mm -hmm. without a doubt. And then the chips. I was just going to say four people were in the produce aisle while Beth was in in, at the bakery. So (laughs) we'll just call it as we see it. It, It's absolutely true. Carol made a beautiful salad. Yes, we had good food. We did. We had good food. We went to nice restaurants. And, you know, I was a little intimidated because you hear all the stuff. It's like, Naples, it's so ritzy. The guy at the dog park was like, are you bringing your bee to dress? And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't have one. (laughs) 
repeated to us. Yeah. Oh my god! But it is pretty ritzy down there. It is. That's why I was not so happy about the carry-on luggage, but I went right along with you it. Anyway, it didn't matter because you got the hat in. Smushed. I did get that. I normally, if I go to Florida, travel with the hat box. Yeah, we got a lot of laughs about it. We got a lot of laughs about it. She got the main the main hat in, yeah, and well, she rocked it. Oh, and thank you, Barb. I came at one point to the beach late, and I spotted that damn hat <laughs> from from the walkway, oh and my got myself right over to the group exactly because right. of Beth and her hat and sunglasses. Yeah. So it was um, it was a really good trip. Right, and you got to see your friend Terry and have a little lunch with her. And have a little ketchup, but my favorite part the whole thing is i just love that catamaran i can be on a boat all i love being on a boat yeah love i think so we did like a sunset cruise out of naples out into the gulf and just got to see all the places we'll never live oh my god (laughs) and who did we meet we met some well first of all we were laughing because the guy says oh and this is where the portillos have a place and then he goes well I know you're from Chicago because everybody from Chicago who knows knows who Portillos are. Maybe not so much the rest of the yep. country. But we all people. met. Oh, oh, <laughs> Portillos. So that like uh, made other people notice, and these we met these people that were Baltimore, Washington. Well, they were originally from the Midwest, from around here, yeah. Naperville, Naperville, Buffalo Grove. He said right. Naperville, Buffalo Grove, and the I one think, girl said Morris, right? Because they all met at U of I. Yes, they all met at U of I many years now ago. Now they all live East Coast, and they're no two of them live in Naperville now. Oh, yeah. See, I wasn't paying that much no, attention because I couldn't get a word in. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have to say, and I mean, Danny was one of the, one of our new friends mm-hmm. on the catamaran, and he went right to the phone. He was like, "You do have a podcast," yeah. and and trust me, I know it's obnoxious to the people that that we're with, like my girl, <laughs> and me, even though I'm in it. She's like, "There, Barb, she's my partner," and he like pulls it up and goes, "Oh, I see, you. I see." <laughs> I, and what else do I say, Barb? You're not only the partner; you're yeah. the. She says, "I was the talent." There you go. I don't know if he believed it because I hardly said a word, but it, it's okay. On the catamaran, I let Beth take over no, okay, and do so my wait. promotion because I'm not a good promoter. Well, I'm, okay, so there. Wait, I do have to say, so there is Danny and then Becky and Matt and Sandy, and right. they are. They're friends from college, and then they, I think maybe they lived around the same area. Yeah. But then they moved away, but they they stay in touch. They're, yeah. they're you know, probably will be lifelong friends and stuff. So. Yeah. And we told them we'd give them a shout out. Beth is Absolutely. holding true to the I word. am holding true to it. I love it. And we got, actually, we got a really, really nice email from someone that we don't, we, I knew her, I knew who the person was from high school because I always remember thinking oh she's beautiful Mm -hmm. and um but it wasn't like in our friend group so I kind of felt like oh my gosh this is somebody who listened to us that we that you know it's not like um a close friend or relative um in the in the email she said she doesn't exactly know how she landed on our podcast but that she listens and she loves it and and it was just so nice yeah so now i mean here's some two confessions i'm gonna hold it to it i'm not gonna delete it i'm not gonna go to tanya and ask for a delete 
Do you really not want me to say it? Because I won't say it to, to people. Say what? About oh, did you know we have a podcast? Oh no, you you do you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Just know that I'm not doing it. <laughs> I can barely get you to share it on Facebook. I know. I'm terrible. Let alone, I know. I enjoy it a lot, and I guess if I was, I guess maybe if I'd had a few drinks, I probably would talk about it. Well, I took care of that, because I did have a few drinks. Yeah, I had a few drinks, but I was was just being in awe of the The surroundings and all that. And, you know, it's not the first thing that pops into my mind to, to tell people. First of all, I think sometimes think people aren't interested. but And they were actually quite the captive audience because we couldn't get off the boat. So <laughs> They were literally captive, I <laughs> But guess. they seemed interested, and in, in, in Beth ran with it. And they, you know, like she said, pulled it up on their phone and were like, mention us, you know, William to listen. And, oh, no, and now that I know how to say it, I always go. And don't forget, make sure you like. Oh, now I'm going to forget. So, like. Subscribe and share. And if you yeah. like what you heard, yeah. yeah. So, I know. But then she says, she qualifies it and says, I don't really know how to do it, but you guys can figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you guys know how to do all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I guess it, it's kind of a, I don't know. I This is, I'm going to tell you the honest God truth. It's kind of like when I think things are getting a little boring. Yeah. I throw out the, we've got a podcast and... My brother's on Parks and Recreation. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. But I have done that. I yeah. have got to admit that I've done And this is it. This is the funny thing about it. Like, my girls will be like, ugh, why do you do that? Mm-hmm. And I say, because I am not that interesting. So I have got to bring everything I have. And this is one of, like, my perfect examples of that. So we had like this, you know, of course, people have bring your daughter to work day kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And so I am clearly the oldest person in my department. Okay. And the the one guy brought his daughter. She was adorable. And I think she might have been, and she was in high school, but maybe a freshman or something mm-hmm. like that. And so oh, I said, oh, hi. And, you know, and that was it. And I kind of walked by. Oh, hi. You know, she did the obligatory. And then um, I had to go back by where her dad was, and then we talked. I said, oh, and what school, and, you know, kind of a thing. And she said, uh, oh, I have a couple brothers, whatever it is that she said about brothers. And then um, I said, oh, I have a couple brothers, too. And um, she goes, you do? And I, you know, she was being nice. Oh, you do? And I go, you know, sometimes they turn out pretty well. They may be a pain in the neck Mm -hmm. in high school. And I was just... Engaging her in conversation. And what she was polite about. Maybe not that excited about it. Right. Until I happened to say, do you ever watch a show called Parks and Recreation? She goes, (laughs) I love that show. Well, I'm going to tell you. It flipped. It flipped exactly. You won her over. I won her over. She came over and she, you know, looked. I had a picture on my desk from one time that we had been on the set. And she loved it and... Um, her dad was like, you know, the next day, oh, my God, thank you so much, my so daughter. You, gotta, you have to use all the tools I'm in the toolbox. I'm saying you use the tools in your toolbox, Barb. <laughs> you know what tool's in my toolbox? What, And I pull it out every once in a while. What? That in 1979, I went on a trip with my sisters in a, in a windowless, windowless red van, you know, like no back windows. Yeah. I had a windshield. <laughs> okay. And we drove up the coast of California all the way to Washington and then across. And we spent the t- trip picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> it's a real, I'll tell you, if you want to get some shock looks. 
Exactly. <laughs> and you're, there's a shock look going on right now because I heard of Sven or somebody that you picked up who you scared. Yeah, we scared him. He jumped out of our van at a stoplight <laughs> in Oregon. And we were like, we were going to take you to the hotel. Ugh. Oh, my God. Okay. So this is reminding me of on our trip this week, the girlfriends. And Sheila and I were not part of this. Because we did not hang around with you guys before this. I had never heard in all these years, I had never heard these stories. Oh. But give me the confession, or if it's not oh, even a confession. Oh, getting, getting about getting in the car with strange boys? About getting in the cars with strange boys. More than one time. Yeah. Whenever anybody pulled over and said, do I ride? It beats walking. Oh my God! First of all, I cannot even imagine. Oh, I know. I was. It was never me. I mean, I'm not going to say. I can't even remember who we could blame. Well, first of all, who was with you? You and Loris, Linda, Linda. Now these are high school friends because mm-hmm. I'm remem- remembering that I'm supposed to qualify who people are. Yeah. So everybody has heard Linda's name before. Yeah. Oh, but and I know was, in case we were you haven't listened. Pre-drive, but. not driving, and we would like walk in the town on Ridge Road and. Cars, boys sometimes would pull over and do you, do you want to ride somewhere? We would just say, okay, and get in. I never felt good about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you could say I was a follower. Because I yeah, got but, right in. Barb, it's one thing to follow and wear bell bottoms like everybody else wears bell bottoms. But to get in a car, what about stranger danger? Oh, well, they were kids. And more than one. More than one. But tell the story that you were telling about... Oh. <laughs> I, I, mean, I think I it might have been the last time. It might have been the last <sighs> time we did it. I was glued to We were story. like on Rich Road in Lansing, and which is the main drag, and walking home from some... And we were... I, I don't know. These boys pulled over, and there was like four boys in the car. And I want to say there was three of us. Because Carol was like... I flabbergasted. I guess we never told her. Um, she wasn't there, obviously. So they asked if we wanted a ride and we get in the car to the point where we are sitting on people's laps. <laughs> Strangers. Oh God, yes. And they just take off driving and they're driving all over the place. And I kept thinking, they're taking us out to the woods and they're going to kill us. You know, like, I mean, <laughs> and then they, after about an hour, they were just like, where do you want to get dropped off? Nice, you know, it was like not nice to meet you because people, you know, but it was yeah. just like, you know, we just got out of the car and it was just like, wow, I feel like really dodged something there, you know, like it ended up to be like completely innocent and just kids talking. They didn't go to our high school. They were talking about their, you know, it was just, it was weird and, and dumb, like really dumb, which is part of the reason because I have this like good memory that I, I, I kind of. I just remember, I remember every stupid thing I did and I just kept, I was so fearful, like when my kids were young, like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I have no sense. Like clearly (laughs) I was always called the sensible one. I clearly was not, you know, in the things. Clearly. Yeah. So I mean, happy ending. I'm here. (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) That that is a good ending. I did always think I was tough though. I didn't, I, I was never, I'm not a person that is typically very fearful. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I qualify that by saying I've never been a crime victim. And I think that makes me like sort of stupidly naive. But I also think I, having my brother around made me tough because mm-hmm. we, he, he made me be tough. And I, 
am not fearful. I'm typically not fearful for my personal safety because, you know, because, you know, I worked in kind of a bad neighborhood and people would say, don't like walk across the street. And I'm like, what? Don't walk across the street. How am I supposed to get to my car? <laughs> you know, I, it was, you know, I just don't think like that. Right. I, I, I typically don't. And that's probably because I'm stupidly naive or whatever. But I like being like that. Yeah. I like not thinking. Or always being afraid of something. Always being afraid. Yeah. And, you know, like. Because I know for sure if I ever had pepper spray or something, I would never be able to get it out of my purse. Oh, my God, no. I'd never. be like, wait, it must be in the bottom of the purse with my keys that I can't find. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't completely stupid when I'm in a, you know, if it's night or whatever, I'm aware of my surroundings. I look and see if people are around. I have my keys in my hand. I'm ready to go. But I don't typically think I need a weapon mm-hmm. or whatever. I say hi to people if I run it, you know, if I'm, you know, I, it's like, kind of like, you know, I see you and I notice you and hi, how are you doing? That mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Right. Oh, I have to tell this quick story. Okay. Though. What? I was working when I worked at the hospital and I was in, uh, in Illinois and it was kind of not a bad neighborhood, but just sort of, um, a little bit like rundown. Mm-hmm. Lots of, uh, you know, people out all the t- at all times, but I was uh, standing on the corner, getting ready to cross the street, and this guy was standing on the corner, and I said, oh my gosh, I'm freezing. Like, I can't wait for it to warm up, mm-hmm. kind of like today. And he says, I know, right? And then, you know, I, I like smile at him, and I start walking across the street, and he was going straight, but he turns and crosses the street, and I'm like, oh boy. And then You're he, like, oh boy, what have yeah, I done? Yeah, so like, I get in my car, and he comes up to my car, and he says, I... You know, I I like the I like your attitude. I like your smile. I think mm-hmm. we should go out. And I was like, oh, that's okay. You know, and I'm like, I gotta go to an appointment. So I drive I drive away, and you know, I like politely. I just said, oh, I mm-hmm. I gotta go. And uh, and then the next day, there was like a note on his car, on my car, from him. Do you remember that? I do kind of remember. And it was like in this really nice handwriting. And he said, my name's William, and I. <laughs> I live in a group home, and I, I'm just, full disclosure, I've been to prison, and but I just think that we are would be really good together. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he left his phone number and everything, and I was like, well, that's that was a sweet interaction. I didn't call him, but... You didn't call him. <laughs> I didn't call him. But it was just like, I think it pays to be nice to I people. Agree. And it was like, it was a... You know, it it got dropped. It wasn't like because people are like, "Oh, are you gonna park in the parking garage?" And so, you know, I was like, "No, why? Why would I park in the parking garage?" You <laughs> right, know, like right. you know, after I he, after I had the note in my car, and they're like, "He knows your car. He knows." And I'm thinking, he doesn't care. He gave me his num his number. I didn't call it. And it was done. And he moved on. Right. He, I'm sure he found another. He's lovely probably lady. was heartbroken. <laughs> I'm sure he's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> you do so. have the stories, but when I I thought I had heard all the stories. Oh, and I was wrong. Yeah, I was absolutely wrong. But I, I tell you, my whole hitchhiker thing has really like been like a showstopper. People cannot <laughs> believe it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you've got to bring out what you what you can. Yeah, and I mean, we his name is Lars. So Lars, we picked okay. up Lars. I want to say he was our first, and we did assess. <laughs> we did assess him because he looked like he was a backpacker from mm-hmm. Norway. And had backpacked all the way from New York all the way to the California coast. So we were asking him, like, who picks you up? And, 
you know, were you ever scared and all this mm-hmm. other stuff? And he was just spilling. It was mm-hmm. very interesting. Oh, I would think it would be interesting. And he was like asking us about American politics. And at the time, we were all like, what? You know, we don't yeah, know. Right. And Jimmy Carter was president then. And, you know, he was asking about foreign affairs and stuff. And we're like, ugh. And I said, what's your president like? And he goes, we have a king. And I was like, oh, we sound so dumb. Like, you know, but I, you know, it's like, you don't know what you don't know. So it was like, but our, our habit was to, we had a, a, like a boom box and we would sing into the tape recorder and then play ourselves back (laughs) to see how we did. And after talking to him and getting to know him and he was in our, our van for like six hours. So we he's in all our pictures along the coast and everything. He's in all the pictures. And but we were he said, I don't sing. And we were like, oh, you're singing now. And it was like (laughs) we just got kind of insistent about it. And he did sing. We're like, what do you know? You know, like and he knew somewhere over the rainbow. So we were singing that. Oh, and Barb, then, I'm just getting imagining were, you with this somewhere over the rainbow. And you know I love you. I know, but I can't but, sing. Yeah, but it wasn't just I, me. Neither we can just, I. It wasn't just it me. It doesn't matter. You yeah. can sing. So we we were making him do that and everything. And then outside, it kind of got quiet in the car. And like I said, it was a long drive. And then as soon as we got over the border in Oregon, the first town, the stoplight jumps out. Just opens the door and jumps out. And we were like... <laughs> Lars! <laughs> I know. Where it was like, Lars, what did we do? It like, was a little insulting. It was a little insulting. We did laugh a lot about it, though. Yeah, I, and I have heard the <laughs> Lars story, but I did not realize that Lars was the first of many. Well, we picked a few people up in, like, Yellowstone and, um, like, just various people. They didn't. They weren't in the car as long as Lars. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you'd point A to point B. Always men. And, oh, and it, always men we thought we could take. <laughs> Not, I don't mean take, like taken. I mean physically overwhelmed. Okay. All right. So people that were, okay. We evaluated it. Oh, I see. I can see you were making very wise decisions <laughs> while you were either hitchhiking. Now, would you say that your experience of getting in cars on Ridge Road helped when you were determining who you would and would not pick up? Maybe. While you were hitchhiking. Maybe. I wasn't hitchhiking. I would never hitchhike. I, I beg your pardon. <laughs> while you were picking, while you were determining I never did who it to again. pick up. I never did. I won't say I never did it again. I did pick up. Oh, no. I have never done it again. And I felt bad about it because I have seen women walking and I thought I should stop. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, if you've seen any true crime, you know, sometimes there's a, it's not, not good. Right. But I ran out of gas going to work. Oh, I don't know what year it was. Probably in the early 90s. And I just was like, oh, that was so dumb. And I just started walking. Mm-hmm. And this girl, sw- I was on the expressway, swung off the shoulder and said, why are you walking? And I said, I ran out of gas. And she said, get in my car, I'm taking you for gas. I bought a gas can. She said, I can't take you back to your car because it would have been oh, a pretty right, big. Right. So I went into work and someone from work took me back. And like, you know, I missed like an hour of work while I filled, <laughs> put a gallon of gas in my oh car my and came God, back. And I thought... Well, that was so kind. I should do that. I should do that for people. But yeah. when I had little kids and stuff, I just didn't want a chance, like, just do something dumb. Right. Plus, right. my husband would have, what? Like, yes, he would exactly. have, it's just like, you don't do stuff like that. But, you know, I'm so grateful that she did because I don't know how long it would have taken me to walk to work after I ran out of gas. Right. 
Right. Oh yeah. I mean, and it was, was before, and it was before cell phones, so oh, yeah. I had no one to call. So it's like, well, I don't have a choice but right, to, to walk. take care of it yourself. Exactly. I one time when I was, well, it was probably like ten years ago or whatever. And I worked till probably 8 or 9 o'clock at night. And it was, of course, dark winters. And I would say to the one guy I worked with, I would say, you know, I always see the same man walking home. And it's cold. And he said to me, Beth, this is just the guy I work with. Do not pick somebody up and bring them. I go, he's probably going, I don't know where he's going, but... It just bothered me that I would see him in the cold and just keep going. Mm -hmm. And then I came home and I, you know, one day I just say that, you know, I see this man and he's walking. I always, and I could not even get the sentence out. And he was like, do not, he goes, now I remember, he goes, do not pick anybody up. He goes, if I ever found out that you pick somebody up, I would take that car away, which absolutely <laughs> had me hysterical because I was like a grown person with mm -hmm. my, and it was, but it was just like, it was almost like he did not even know what else to say because right. I was being kind of childless. Anyway, it was one time I asked, uh, we were in the car together, we were, but it was before we were married and I'm like, oh my God, that guy's on the expressway on crutches. And I was like, we have to pull over. So he reluctantly pulls over because that is so not Ed to yeah. do. And I, first of all, I let the guy get in the car. And the first thing that Ed, I could just look at him and I thought, oh, this might not have been such a good idea, is because the guy, I let the guy get in and sit behind Ed. Yeah. And Ed did, first of all, it did not go all that well. I mean, nobody got hurt or anything, and we dropped him off on actually at a, on a place at Ridge Road, and then because he was like, "Oh yeah, this is where I go," and he just kind of pointed to a house, and then so we dropped him off, and I was like, "Ooh, go behind in the alley and let's see, like what he does," and we did, and he Ed did that, and we watched, and it was like people came to the door, but I mean, we were too far that we couldn't really see. So now we're going home to my mom's house where I lived at the time. And and Ed just absolutely, he's like, you don't think what I, I know exactly what the two of you are doing, my mom and I. Googling. Oh, no, Googling. No, we couldn't Google. Was, yeah. I was like this. Oh, gosh, Ed, you probably really are tired because I wanted him to leave because my mom and I were going to get in the car. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and see if we could find, like, find him. So, like, was he back out on the street? Like, What did he say? Why was he on crutches? And how something it, about he was on the expressway and the car broke down. Oh. And then Ed, and he was going to Hiles Anderson or something. And, oh, okay. And Ed was like, I didn't see any car broken down. He didn't say that to the guy. Mm -hmm. But it was not good. And I had to make the promise that I would never <laughs> yeah. suggest it again or do it again or do any of that or whatever. But I, my mom loved all that kind of. Yeah. She, my mom used to say, you know, Aunt Mary and I, we could be detectives because we could be old ladies who could do surveillance because nobody, no would, yeah, nobody no. would look at us. Nobody right. would pay attention to the two exactly. old women that do, you know, maybe that's what you and I will do in retirement. Oof. I should go to college. That's what I said I was going to do. When you go, when you after retire. I said it out loud, I thought, "Oof, I probably have to do it now." Because we do were it. talking about it on uh, on our trip. We were saying, "What's everybody going to do after retirement?" And I said, "I should, 
uh, go because I never I went to work after high school. Right. Took a couple classes here and there, but didn't really do it. And then I've always been thinking about it, but then just I never think, did it. Yeah. What if I have to? When because you could do a podcast. Yeah. I hope I, don't, it, I, I hope that wouldn't. I hope it wouldn't like. Interfere. Interfere with your oh, podcasting that's cute, time. that you think that we're still going to be podcasting in five years that, you know what I mean? Who knows when I'll retire. Who knows? Who knows? Well, maybe we won't be. But maybe this is a good segue when okay. I mention my mom, because mm-hmm. this is our episode before Mother's Day. Right. So we thought we would do a little Mother's Day, just a little chit-chat about Mother's mm-hmm. Day. And when I think about my mom, and my mom would have gotten in their car to drive out. My mom loved that kind of stuff. Yeah, she liked you know, the poli- like the police the radio. Whole, yes, and, exactly. Uh, the whole thing. Yeah. She absolutely would have loved it. And, yeah. She, I don't know. She when, definitely was Whenever I like talk that. about my mom, Beth always said, you're so hard on her. You're so hard on her. But I want to, I'm going to tell you why I was hard on her. Okay. One of the reasons I, I was hard on her. We were just opposite. My mom was really, like, tough. And I, not tough on us, per se, but just, like, she was just no pushover. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm a pushover about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But it was... That wasn't a mm-hmm, agree. That yeah. was just agreeing with No, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I am. I mean, you know, it's like I don't say a lot unless I'm, you know, unless something is... I, I don't know. I shouldn't say I should. I don't say a lot. I talk a lot, but I don't get worked up about things, mm-hmm. I would say. I think I'm more like my dad. My mom was a worrier and all that stuff. But this was oh and, yeah, and you're more even keeled about that yeah. stuff. But but <laughs> when you're like young mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's you know the whole like puberty and everything, and here my mom drags me to downtown Hammond <laughs> to go bra shopping, <laughs> oh my and she's involving the sales lady. You know, about uh-huh. me. And I'm like, you can't just go buy a bag bra and a, <laughs> at Kmart or something. I've got to go and have this lady look me over, you know. And get it, get you fitted. For yeah, a good, because yeah, it's exactly. going to fit for six weeks and then it isn't. You know, but it was like, <laughs> I just. a starting I, spot. I would just, you know, I would just be like mortified. And so this bra sales lady is like checking me out and trying to determine about, you know, what I need. And then. She's looking at my hair and she says, oh, she has a lot of hair. And my mom's like, yeah, feel it. It's like horse hair, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just be like, my God, I I feel like I'm the pet, you know. (laughs) And then then I would say, Mom, that lady doesn't care. You know, why do you have to talk to everybody? Why do you Uh have to talk? She says, oh, why are you the way you are? You know, like, I mean, it, it was just, I don't know. I... You know, I have said, like, I feel like I was sensitive. My mom said, you know, I required a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. I believe her. And uh, it's just, you know, all of those things that, you know, you remember about the past. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. You know, just the way, you know, she she was in a lot of ways. But she was good mom. I was going to say, what would you say? Like, you say that, but what can you say one of the things that you were like, God, my mom's really good about this or my mom is really I admire Mm -hmm. that she well she didn't ever you know I would just say she my parents were not they did not fight Mm -hmm. and my dad was a you know a sheet metal worker and they didn't get paid when they didn't work so there was no vacation time or sick time or anything like that and every year 
he would say, Dot, my mom's name is Dorothy, Dot, I'm taking off the month of August. And you'd think she would be prepared for it <laughs> because he did it, I <laughs> would say, year. pretty much every year. Mm-hmm. But every year she'd say, I have to get the kids ready for school and money and this. And it was, we always drove mm-hmm. um, these cross country trips and stuff. She would pack food, you know, we cooked over a fire. It, and I, and she just didn't complain. And later, after my dad had passed away, and we talked about, you know, we talked about our cross-country trips and stuff, and she said, you know, I should have spoke up. I should have said no. It was a lot of work for me. (laughs) But she never complained about it. Never. She just got it done. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of being, like, a depression kid or whatever. It was kind of like, well, you know, we're not going to eat out every meal because, you know, we can't afford that. So I'm just bringing eggs and, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and... You know, I've got to think about, you know, she just had all the stuff. She could get it done. She could get it done and did get it done. And, and if and believe me, when she was like, come on, help, I'm going to heat water. Let's got to wash dishes over this, <laughs> this fire, the camp stove. <laughs> me and my brother and sisters ran away. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, we were, you know, she just let us be kids, I guess I would yeah. say. And that's shoulder big, and big. shoulder the responsibility Herself. of those uh, yeah. those really hard trips. Yeah, because they really were hard trips because she had complaining kids. Right. You know, can we stop at a hotel with a pool? Can we? You know, and she, you know, and the answer was almost always no. And so right. we were camping, and but we saw some great things. We had a lot of fun. It was a lot of good memories, but it was a lot on her. Yeah. And I said it, I said something to her after we were, after I was an adult, like, ugh, that does not seem that fun. And she goes, it was not fun for me. <laughs> I'll bet, yeah. You know, it, you just do it. You you just do, like she said, I came from a time, not that my husband or my father was demanding, but it was like, well, this was the only time he had off in the whole year and it mm-hmm. was what he wanted to do and that's what we did. And she wanted him to be happy. She did. She wanted him to be happy. And appreciated that he got up. I mean, my mom was big about that too. That man goes to work every day to give mm-hmm. you the, this life that we have. And I, I appreciated it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying that I was always like, oh, I'm so lucky that, the, you know, I'm right. not saying that, but I knew that. I knew that it was like, oh, we live in a nice house and yeah. we, you know. We had a happy were, home. Yeah, we had, we a, had happy a happy home. home. And, it, yeah. and so in the back, you know, when in the back of your mind, you're like, well, they're doing something right. Yeah, you know? exactly. They're doing Even something right. Even though, you know, they're making you mad or yelling at oh, you course, or whatever, all of that. But, you know, when I think back on it, she, she, also, we moved from California um, in the 60s to come back. And it was, my mom's parents were in Southern Illinois and she wanted to be closer to them. And, but it took my sister out of high school. Mm. And my mom said, you know, I probably should have given that more thought. Like, you could tell she felt guilty about mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> so oh, you're like, she's fine. What about me? Yeah, what about me? What it was about always me? about me. And I honestly, when I think about if my parents wanted to move again when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I would have pitched a fit. Oh, my yeah. sister said nothing. She really? got in the car and came to, came to Illinois and started a new high school and thrived. I mean, seems so. She's still got she's still in touch with friends that well, that's she made she there yeah. and you know she got a good job worked downtown chicago and you know 
now she's lived all over, lived in Alaska. Oh, yeah, she's been lived, all over. You know? she's, and very interesting. And she yeah. said that she got this really good job um, in Chicago and said, and worked there 10 years, like 18 to 28, and mm -hmm. then said, I don't really want to do this for the rest of my life. So after my dad died, my mom moved to southern Illinois. She moved too. And then it like went off to points wherever since then. Wow. Like and has done a, a bunch of different things and is retired now and happy and you know, it's she had an a little bit of an unconventional life, you know, because she took a, I I would have been at that job until the day I died probably. Right. right exactly. Although that's uh, why I believe you'll be doing a podcast for 5 days. <laughs> But when I get comfortable with the people around me, I do yes. kind of stick with it. You do, yeah. That's <laughs> I would say, you know, my mom had there are a lot of good things. Everybody loved my mom. There's no doubt. Everybody like loved my mom. Yeah. And, uh, Ed will say to the like if Ed will say to me, "Oh God, you're just like your mother." I'll say, "Now we are not speaking <laughs> for the rest of the night. We cannot speak." But I do kind of take it as a compliment. But. Um, but of course, not always. Right. Trust me. It I mean, depends you were on the there. context. Yes, you were there. <laughs> I was, you know, I, I absolutely did have issues with my mom, only because I do not like to be told what to do. Ooh, we know that. Yes, it is a fact. And but in general, it's like I knew I had a good mom, and I do remember. I can remember being in middle school. And like, just like I was, I moved in like March of seventh grade, which was not such a good time for me to move. I was not happy with the move and stuff. And I, I wasn't happy in my, I know my mother was, felt badly that I was unhappy too. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I can remember just being that age and like thinking like bad things, like, ugh, you know, mm -hmm. under my breath, say, and of course would never have the nerve to say anything out loud. And till so, later. And, well, until later. But no, I wasn't even saying this out to, out loud till later. But and one of the girls at school, one of the parents died, and I thought, don't ever, ever let one of those thoughts come into your head again. Yeah. I'm not talking about like I was planning to murder them or anything like that. But I would, I might call her like a name that she might not like to have been called, mm -hmm. or you know, I wouldn't be alive right now if my father had heard me say any of that kind of stuff. But yeah. I'm just saying, it just wouldn't... I'm just saying that I was like, oh, wait, get yourself in check. Yeah. Even at that time, I was like, okay, this... Definitely, this I know But you, you know, when I think... One of the things that I think that my mom... And she pro we probably would not have even really talked about it. It probably just was the way it was. But um, my grandma, who is my mom's mom, moved in with my mom... Before I was before I was two years old, so right. mm -hmm. Johnny was right after me. So I think Johnny was born, and your mom and had two babies. Basically. My mom had two babies, and they moved into a new house, and my mom was with her. And your grandma was my my grandma was with my mom, mm -hmm. and I can tell you, my mom had it was a lot on her because, you know, my gram didn't drive, so there was a little bit of that and. But we had, my one aunt was down the, the the street, you know. But it was like, my mom had a lot of people that she, like my our own house, do you know what I mean? Of course, she ran our own house and stuff like that. And it was like my, I never heard like bad, like arguing or anything. Like my dad 
was from a family of eight, and my grandma did not have any sons. Mm-hmm. She had three daughters. And my grandma just, just loved, my dad had been a policeman, and my grandma just loved him, and mm-hmm. I think my dad loved that my grandma loved him. Right. And they just, and I, when I think as an adult now, if I had another adult living in my house, but my grandma, she did not, like, I don't know, and maybe things were said behind that I just didn't know, but I don't remember my grandma ever, like, getting in the way of, like, if we were in trouble or something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, she lived in the house, so it right. wasn't like it was just a visiting gram, you right. know? And and I give my mom a lot of credit that... Yeah, I would, too. ...that it was like, there's a lot, you know, a, yeah. a lot... I remember one time she said, you know, she needed to do something, and it, it, it like, all kind of came on her. And it kind of sometimes was regardless of what she wanted for herself. Right. Do you know what I mean? She had sisters and a mother that was in the house. Right. And that brings other families into the house. Exactly, because you know how it is, like, when you... Like we would always say, what goes on in the house stays on, stays in the house. Yeah, so like if right. you maybe your baby takes a bottle too long or whatever, right, you just right. keep it to yourself. It's like if I give my baby a bottle for the nap, you don't need your your mother going, well, that baby is too old to be right, having a bottle. Right. But you would always feel that. And your mom clearly they clearly worked it out. I yeah. mean, exactly. They clear, however it was, and I always really do... And I don't know if my mom ever knew that I thought that of her. Mm-hmm. That I thought that that was kind of an admirable thing. You know, that it was like a happy home with a lot of moving pieces, yes. kind of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think I, I would give my mom... Do you think that they're... Uh, like, as a mom, do you think... Can you think of something? Because, you know, I can think of something for myself. That's why I brought it up. Uh, something that your daughter has taught you? Mm. Um, well, say yours. Let me think about okay, it. Okay, I'll say mine. I I think, and I really, this kind of came around this past few days, I would say, that I am somebody who does not like confrontation. And I do wish... And I say wish, why don't I just make it happen? I don't see that I'm going it's going to happen. But like if I was having a disagreement with somebody, okay. I would not say to the person, "You know, I really don't like when you do that. That really upsets me that you do that." Okay. And I would talk about it behind the back, of course. It's the polite yeah. thing to do. But I mean, I would not say <laughs> You know, so it would not get resolved, is my point. Exactly. It would not get resolved. Mm-hmm. My daughters are not like that. Like, my, and they would do it in a way that it does not feel like confrontation. Right. But I could. They set boundaries. They set boundaries. And the girl, one of the girls at the salon said to me the other day, something that happened with her and she goes oh no Beth I don't take that she goes I have healthy boundaries and I was like oh my god I love that healthy boundaries she yeah. goes oh a lot of co-pays to my uh, insurance yeah. got me to the point where I could say I have you healthy can, you boundaries can, you can set boundaries with your the people in your life right but yeah, I mean you can say my, I 
I mean, you can't police the way people speak. You, right. You can't. But you can, I guess, make them aware. Oh, and that's it. And sometimes uh, it's that, like maybe that, they would not be aware. So I would feel like I have learned that type of thing from my daughters. I don't know where the heck they learned it from. Are you going to implement it? Oh, God, no. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. I would well, not. I'm on the spot because my poor daughter, who's quite smart. She is smart. Um, she is smart. I like the way... She's do. I like the way she's raising her toddlers. Well, I think that's a huge compliment. It is, Be, and not that I, I feel like I was a calm mom, mm -hmm. and and she is too, but like I feel like maybe some things I overreacted to, mm -hmm. and maybe there was some yelling, and it's, there's not a lot of yelling in their house. And I, I think that's so nice, but I think that takes a lot of control. I was a yeller, and I kind of regret it. I wasn't a spanker, but I was a yeller, and I am even like now, and even like my one daughter said, oh, I couldn't go with you and dad because you two get worked up too easily, mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. So I am trying to be more aware of that and implement that. But I see how my daughter interacts with her kids when there's jealousy and tension. Mm -hmm. And it's very calming. And, you know, she's like, I know that it, you know, because she, her, her little one has been struggling with some fevers and some things. And then my the older my older granddaughter was telling me I was on the portal that Amazon portal mm -hmm. she says busy I have a fever and I said oh I'm so sorry to hear that and and my daughter was just like well there's been some jealousy because somebody has had a fever and you know somebody does it yeah yes, and exactly. she's just like talking very calmly or about it and that if when if I was raising kids mm -hmm. I would have laughed. Uh -huh. <laughs> Which invalidates her feeling. You right, know what I mean? Right. And then when there was tension between my kids, I just didn't really react to it that well. And probably didn't discipline it enough. Oh, well, like, we stop. know because cause Jill would call you and say, discipline him. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, I mean, I, because I fought, physically fought, not like... Not in anger, but right. just we just physically like play fought yeah, with yeah. my brother. I'm like, Meh, I like him still, and he likes yeah. me, and <laughs> it all so it's just part of it. Yeah, and exactly. so I didn't really um, put enough of a stop to it, and I kind of stood by that. But now I can see that. Yeah, but they still, but they turn out, and they yeah, are crazy. They about do turn one out, but you know, a lot of people grow up and say, "You didn't protect me." You didn't. Yeah. You didn't listen to me when I was saying. When I told you. You yeah. know, and that would be true in my case that I let. Well, first of all, I'm talking about kids going middle school kids, right, 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 fighting right, right. about yeah, right. PlayStation or whatever the hell right. it was, and it was just like or just someone to wrestle with. Well, no, I mean it starts out in good natured, and yes, then someone exactly. gets hurt, and I, you know, until I was, someone gets hurt, and then I was at work, and yeah. it's just calling and screaming into the phone. You know, right. and I'm like, well, I don't know what you want me to do from 10 miles away. Cause, and I, I would, my answer was, go in your room and pretend you're only children. And they never would do it. 
<laughs> it was such good advice. I know. Well, I have to tell you, I did something that was like a good mother thing today. Oh, I did. Okay. It's so unprecedented. Well, it is. This it is, is like kind of shocking. Okay. Today, our, my one of my daughters sent me a... Um, she sent to all of us a family text, and she's going to go. She's going to be in this wedding, and it's like it, in San Diego. Oh. And, I mean, and it just looks like it's going to be really, really a phenomenal wedding. Mm-hmm. So in my mind today, I was thinking, you know, I probably could go just to California. Oh not God. even like, I not bother <laughs> telling her. And just like maybe I would just go... And watch her in a wedding. My girls with a telephoto lens. No. Oh, just invite yourself to the wedding. Got it. Not to the. I'm talking about like to the ceremony. Just to the ceremony. Oh no, I would never be rude and make people think that they needed to invite me. I'm just saying that I thought, my God, that would be so nice because it's at this. I mean, it's going to be a beautiful wedding and stuff. And I thought, I've always asked my girls to send pictures. They've been in so many weddings. Mm -hmm. I've hardly seen any pictures of it. Mm -hmm. I've. So that you think instead of pictures, they would just rather you be there. I was thinking. Maybe I could talk my brother into it, which of course I probably could not have. He would have been like, "That is crazy." And guess, guess what, Barb? I came to my own conclusion that that would be crazy. That it would not be such a good idea, just because I want to be there. That I should just show up. Oh well, that was good. I thought it was very shows growth. I thought it showed. Thank you. I thought it showed growth. Thank you, Barb. I do want to ask. Moving on to from. Do you feel there were any other women in your life that were mother-ish to you, that you felt like you could talk to or you could go to for advice or just enjoyed sitting around and chatting Well, I did spend a lot of time talking to your mother, but I was already, like, in high school and stuff. But we, I would go, you know, as you know, I would go to your house even when you were at work. Right. And (laughs) hang out. And your mom was always so good. Not that she was, like, giving me advice on my love life or whatever, but you, she was very welcoming and you you really could talk to her about almost anything. Yeah, I would Uh, say No cuss words, though. Oh, no, no. um, not the... Yeah. Oh, and dear well, I God. mean, I didn't do that with my own mother. No, of course um, not. But still, it, you know, I mean, I not that she was a mother to me, but, you know, when my mom was moving, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I think she offered for me to move I know, that. I think she, so, she yeah. And a few other people did. I was quite the charity case. Oh, you were a charity um, case. You were just already I loved, wanted to, and people uh, were like, everything's better with Barb. Yeah. It wasn't being spoken, but it wasn't. You know, I did it feel, wasn't articulated. I yet. did feel loved, but I just, um, I just wasn't ready to leave the area right, and stuff right. like that. The way my mom was, and she was also taking two of my sisters with her, and I had a decent job, and I just, and I had a boyfriend that I just reunited with, and it mm-hmm. was kind of like, well, we kind of. You know, want to see where this goes or whatever. So we just moved in together. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a whole other story. I had, I would say, certainly my Aunt Pat. I can remember, yeah. like, when my Aunt Pat is, now that I think about it, not that, she's much younger than my dad. My Aunt Pat is my dad's sister. And I can always remember, Aunt Pat would come over to the house at all hours. Because yeah. she was a nurse. And she would stop at White Castles and bring and bring White Castles, which was like such a treat. Like mm-hmm. it just seemed like something so out of the ordinary. And just sit in the living room and laugh. And just sit in the, yeah. and just talk. And my mom's family 
the O'Keefe's, my my grandma, who they would all call Mrs. O'Keefe or Graham. My mom, like the mother-in-laws were friends, and mm-hmm. not only the mother-in-laws of like my mom and dad, but like my dad's brother's mother-in-law and mm-hmm. my dad's mother-in-law yeah. were friendly. Just close family. So it was all nice. So, I mean, I feel like my impact, I mean, she went on field trips with us. Mm-hmm. She was, I mean, she was, everybody loves Aunt Pat. Even now it's everybody wants Aunt Pat around. It's, it's like, there, it, it's like my life was better because Aunt Pat was in my yeah. life. And I did have my Aunt Mary, when I look back some of it, my mom's sister who lived just down the street from us always. Mm-hmm. And then even when we moved to Lansing, they moved to uh, Munster, but it was on state line, which right. was just a matter of three blocks, I think. Right, right. But the thing with my Aunt Mary is that, like you'd go over to her house and she'd say, "Oh, you want to brush my hair?" And you'd and but she would tell every single one of us that we know now, "Oh, you do it the best. You do it." The oh, best. and she like <laughs> she brush out her hair before she was gonna wash it or whatever. And you would just talk, just like you do yeah. with the kids, right? And they just you start spilling your guts about oh, yeah. everything. And so that was like a good person. And I had my mom's other sister, my aunt Rita, who I. Absolutely, we loved her too. Yeah, but my I had didn't live too. around. Yeah, so I, I didn't see her as often. But she was my godmother, and 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 my aunt Rita. I can always remember her with a really good laugh, mm-hmm. and so I I enjoyed that. Yeah, it really was. You know, we did have my mom was one of eight, and so I had lots of aunts and uncles, and it was I liked it. I liked my yeah, childhood. I liked it. I did too. I liked having. Like, I liked having other ladies around that you could talk to one-on-one. I do have to say one thing about my mother-in-law, and then I want to go to this list. Unless okay. you want to say We don't really have a question, obviously, you can oh tell. Oh, my We're God, just we rambling. don't have a question. We, we, we wanted to talk about mothers. Mothers, so. and honor mothers, kind All right, of. so go ahead, talk about your mother My one thing about my mother-in-law, that she... My mother-in-law has one daughter and two sons. And those two sons, to this day believe that they were the favorite mm-hmm. to there is like my mother-in-law was good at that yeah it was like each kid and i mean my husband will say like if we're somewhere and then the brother will say oh my i was my mom's well favorite. i believe that i believe that too <laughs> and we'll get in the car and he could say it doesn't matter and he says i know what the truth is yeah exactly. and i thought i, He's was, probably and saying I always the same say thing. It's, i always say not a not did a good job yeah. It was like really a good, good thing. She, her boys, and of course the daughter. You know, the dad was crazy about the only girl. But this is something I came across, and it was like just some kind of advice that uh, your mom had given. So I don't know if you want to comment. Not my on mom, it. but not moms. your mom, but mom's mom Pe- advice. Mom advice that people shared, and I thought it was pretty good. And it says, um, and oh, let's see where it comes. The one mom would say, make your own sunshine. That's nice. I like that. I thought that was nice. Well, it's true that people can't make you happy. You have to make yourself happy. You have to make yourself happy. I mean, people can help make you happy, but you have, ultimately, it's up to you. So I like that one. Exactly. Once bitten, twice shy, the one mom would say. That's an old rock song. That's an old, yeah. (laughs) A hard day's work never hurt one. Yeah, exactly. Life happens while you're making other plans. It's kind of a thing you can see in all different places. Or people's um, houses. <laughs> to know what people really think, 
pay attention to what they do rather than when, what they say. That's very true. I think that is very true. Dr. Phil stole that. Did he? Well, isn't he the one that says, when people show you who they are, believe them? I hate yep. quoting him, but some but of his you know stuff what, is though, gold. But that is actually a Maya. I think that's a Maya. <laughs> oh, Angelo. is that Maya Angelou? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to Maya because I, you know, I really hate quoting Dr. Phil. I don't know why. It's I just know. it just goes against the grain. <laughs> First of all, I hate calling him Dr. Phil. So, but every once in a while he gets a gem. But you're right. That's Maya Angelou. Yeah, that's Maya Angelou. Um, you made the mess. Now clean it up. That's yes. good advice. Hope. Oh my God. Hope your face doesn't freeze like that. Oh, yeah. Well, remember the one, get that look off your face. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, exactly. Um, one second. It's like now they're policing our facial expressions. Oh, my God. <laughs> I told my children that you have two ears and one mouth because you need to listen twice as much as you talk. That's a good. You know who says that? Who? Judge Judy. Oh, does she? When people interrupt oh, her, she says, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Close your mouth and listen. I'm telling you what this is about. That's good. Yeah. Oh, she uses uh, that frequently. The other one, it's never too late to do the right thing. I agree I think with that's, that. I absolutely agree. And once words are spoken, you can't take them back. That is so true. Yeah, exactly. Which is really, it keeps me up at night sometimes. Not that I'm typically a mean person, but in my day, I've said some mean things and I'm like, oh, I hope they don't remember. You know, because you can't take it back. Yeah, exactly. The one said that after listening to a problem, her mom, they would discuss options, and then the mom would always say, keep in mind, if this is the worst thing that happens to you, to you in your life, you're doing good. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that Keeping one things too. in perspective. Keeping things, yes, exactly. It's not the gift, it's the thought that counts. Ooh, for sure. To thine own self be true. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Treat others the way you want to be treated. That's for sure. It's one of the big ones. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you're old enough to do the deed, you're old enough to take the consequences. Well, I do believe that. Yeah. I, and I, you know, and that goes down to little children. Mm, yeah, exactly. You know, whatever those consequences have to be. But you can't always make excuses for kids. Pretty is as pretty does. Yeah. Yep, that was a good one. Let me see. Listen twice. Listen twice as much as you talk. It sounds like Judge Judy has been reading this list. Well, or maybe <laughs> people have been listening to Judge Judy. And um, Judge Judy lives in Naples, Florida, by the way. Oh, she has a place there. The guy on the boat told us. Remember, marriage is like a rope. If you pull an end, if you pull one end, your husband pulls the other. You'll never get anywhere. But if you both pull one end together, you can get anywhere together. That's good. I don't know. Maybe I should have read that before I got divorced. I don't know. I would say <laughs> that's another thing. I thought my mom taught me how to be a good partner. You do? I do, because I think in the house that I grew up in, it was my mom and dad. They were very much together. Together. The rest of us just lived in their house. Yeah, I, my parents were like that, too. You know, it was... We, it wasn't like you could pit one against no, the other. No, my never. God, I tried. No, it was... Yeah, exactly. Um, another one is, uh, you're the company you keep. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. Exactly. I would say that. I would say... To all the moms out there, I, it's a hard job. It is a hard it's job. It's a hard job, but you do it the best you can. And I always think to myself, as long as you know that you're 
you are doing the best you can. You're well, not, you know. Well, there are some people who are really bad at it. Yes. And I'm not trying to, the, the people who have suffered through having not so great parents. Right. We, we see you. We're not just we thinking it's you. you. Right. I mean, there are some really terrible people in this world. And hopefully and the people who did not have a good mom found other women to yeah, be mom-like. Hopefully. You know what I mean? Hopefully. And if they didn't, you know, I hope they can, they get the help they need so that they can break that pattern. Right. You and know, feel be, loved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's like sometimes when you read these stories and it, it's just like, oh my goodness. I, I know. I don't know, you know, I mean, we're tough. People are yeah, tough. Exactly. So I'm going to end it with saying one thing and I hope that, you know, I don't know that we both will possibly cry but maybe we won't um, but this is what I do know for sure uh oh <laughs> what <laughs> and I thought I was not a crier oh anymore. yeah she's a crier now again what? you'll miss her when she's gone true you'll miss your mom when she's gone yep you won't I mean Probably not everybody because not everybody <laughs> well, had good. Well, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There is. That's true. That's true. You'll miss your mom. So to all you moms out there, happy, happy Mother's Day. Day. <laughs> oh my God, you're a hot mess. I, I you're know a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time. Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Barb. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, Beth. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening today. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe. And don't forget, be kind and trust your gut.